Good morning. You've done really good at social distancing today, so congratulations for doing that. Thanks for being in church. It's good to be in God's house, and, and uh, this is, I think, our fourth week back, something like that. And a lot of them are, are starting to think about coming back, but you did today, and we really appreciate you being with us. Flowers behind me are in memory of H.D. Drake, who went to heaven just about a year ago. I think it was the 29th of this month, if I'm And that will bring back the wonderful memories. I wanted you to know that there's a, a business meeting, church conference, following worship today. We'll take a few minute break, and then uh, the conference will begin at the conclusion of our service. Again, there's an offering receptacle in the back. We don't pass the plate right now. And thank you for your giving during these times. You can also do that on PayPal, and we appreciate you doing that. Uh, let me share uh, some prayer requests with you, some friends that we need to remember. Bill Hall, not here today. Bill's shoulder surgery went well, but there have been a few complications as a result. And he's going to be okay, okay? He's going to be okay, uh, but it's just kind of slowed him down a little bit. So please remember Bill. Uh, Gene Pulse, about the same, uh, still hanging in there, involved in hospice there, but it's going to be a much longer process than they originally thought. Uh, Matt and Mr. Hagen, mentioned Donna's oldest son, um, are having a baby any day now. The due date is like now, and so pray for Matt and Misty. Uh, if you have family members or loved ones, friends with having a baby here this time, it's an odd time to have a baby. Uh, now they are letting dads in, but grandparents don't make the cut, and siblings don't make the cut. Being in the hospital is a very odd thing, so, so pray for that. Uh, I got a call Friday from a friend from college and from seminary named Hunter Huff. Uh, Hunter and his wife are career missionaries, and Hunter's at MD Anderson in Houston, Texas, undergoing cancer treatment. He had cancer in college in the roof of his mouth, and it has come back, and so has had to have surgery. Uh, we'll start radiation day after tomorrow, which is his birthday. Uh, so if you pay for Hunter Huff, uh, I would appreciate that. My neighbor, Lisa O'Dell, who comes here, uh, Lisa, her surgery was put off last Wednesday uh, because of an infection, so surgery scheduled this Wednesday. She has a, a good attitude and leaning on her faith, and, uh, so please remember Lisa O'Dell with her surgery coming up. She says thank you for the prayers. Uh, and please remember Allison Barnwell. Allison is the cousin of Pam Jordan's, uh, 43 years old. She's had cancer before and has come back, and it's come back in a pretty big way, we believe. Uh, she's uh, at Emory, and uh, Allison Barnwell needs your prayers. We would love you to be with us Wednesday night at 6.30 as we go through these names and others, and uh, look forward to Father, on this Memorial Day weekend, and it might seem odd that it's Memorial Day because, well, things are different. But we do pause to remember those who have sacrificed and given their lives. Father, that's quite the commitment to win. In a time of social distancing, people are trying to be as careful as they can be, and we have generations before us that ran towards trouble. And we thank you for those brave men and women have given the ultimate sacrifice and help this weekend not to go by without us reflecting upon their bravery and gallantry and sacrifice. 
Father, we pray for Bill that he'll be back amongst us. We pray for Gene and for his strength during these days. For Matt and Misty and the baby that'll be here so very soon. We pray for Hunter and Mary as they go through his treatment. And we pray, Lord, that all be well. Thank you for missionaries that serve all of these we pray for Lisa O'Dell that her surgery would go well and they'd be able to do it when they said they would do it. That she would continue to grow in her faith. And Lord, we ask that you do with Allison and her family that are taking care of her. Uh, just be present in, in that situation in a very real way. Father, we thank you for prayer, for answered prayer, for each one that has answered the call to be in your house today. Thank you for their willingness to get out. And we pray for your protection. And your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things that we chose to do last week that you chose to do was to say thank you to my wife, Jeannie. If you don't know, you're visiting with us. Uh, next Sunday is our last Sunday. We are retiring. And wisely, uh, they chose to honor Jeannie because, well, she's the best. And my sermon was about people behind the scenes. And uh, we had videos done for Jeannie that I forgot. I did. And so I wanted you to see those videos before the praise team comes. Hey, Jeannie. Uh, there's so much that I can say after seeing you walk alongside David for well over a decade. You are constant, you're steady, you're dedicated as a wife, a mom, a friend sister, a mother-in-law. Tam and I actually joked today that David technically has one job, that he works a day and a half in a week, <laughs> we joke about, but you have two. You're a full-time teacher, and you are a pastor's wife, which requires you to be available full-time that way. But in your role as a pastor's wife, you radiate beauty and faithfulness. You step in when you're needed and without hesitation. That is a gift. That's a gift that a lot of people don't have. But you have it, and the Lord equipped you to be in a role like a pastor's wife. So thank you for being such an example to young women like me, young moms and wives over the past couple of decades. I know that I'm just speaking as one person but I know that I represent hundreds of women whom you've impacted in your role as a pastor's wife. So you are truly a gift and you're a blessing. I'm so excited to see how the Lord uses you and David in this next journey. Love you. Hey mom, I know today is a day to celebrate you and everything that you've done in the church over the past 37 years. I haven't been there for all of them, but I've been there for most of them, starting in Henryville, um, and then to Ventress, Ackerman, Holton, and Sandy Springs, and it's been so amazing to watch how you've impacted so many people's lives in those years. Um, I have seen you go on youth group trips to help out. Um, I've seen you lead music at Vacation Bible School, help with church 
lunches and dinners and just open your home to so many people out of just the kindness of your heart and you've just loved on so many people just so well and you've taught me some really valuable lessons in life and I'm just so honored to be your daughter and just to watch everything that you've done for so many people and so many people that you have impacted have become lifelong friends of yours and dad's and even mine and I'm so thankful for that. I saw you move 10 hours away from family where we really had no family but the people that were in the church um, in Holton at Hopewell Baptist Church really truly became family and there's so many places and so many churches that we can say that about and y'all can say that about but there are so many people that truly became family um, and I just am so thankful for this past chapter that you had and the big move that you made to come to see me springs because that impacted my life in a way that I couldn't ever imagine but I got Charles that led us to each other and we got Emerson and another one on the way and I'm just so thankful for that move and I'm so excited for you and dad in this next chapter that y'all are going to go on and I'm just so grateful that I still get to be a part um, of all that you're going to do next. You've been way more than just a preacher's wife. You've been a wonderful mother, a wonderful Gigi, a wonderful friend, a wonderful mentor, and you have just been so gracious and kind to so many people. And I truly do thank you for showing me and so many people that kindness. Um, I love you so much. We love you so much. And congratulations on your next step. One more time, can we stand and give Jeannie Shivers a round of applause?
It's always good when you have props. Have you ever thought of that? Standing in front of people and uh, it's always good to have a prop and something in your hand. Uh, so uh, I'm so blessed this morning to be able to say a couple of words about pastor, but I get to use a prop. Um, and then uh, Helen uh, Gilliland is going to follow me. And uh, I'm sorry. Oh, next week. Cool beans. I like that. Thank you. Okay. Uh, then David Beasley will follow me. And then uh, Kathy, Harry, whichever one will uh, bring a gift for Pastor and uh, Jean this morning. We are in the midst of collecting thank you notes. And the prop I have is a, uh, is a, uh, a book in which we're putting thank you notes for Pastor. We um, are collecting them from our church, yes, and from uh, Hopewell and Fentress and uh, Ackerman and other locations where Pastor has ministered because this is not just Pastor finishing uh, in our church next Sunday, but this is Pastor retiring from ministry. And so this scrapbook is an opportunity for you uh, to say a word to Pastor. We'll, collect them uh, this week and next week. So if you haven't written a note for pastor, that's perfectly fine. Uh, bring it with you next Sunday or send it to the church office, attention Patricia, and we'll uh, make sure he has that and that we, uh, that we get it in the scrapbook. Uh, the second uh, thing that I get to do this morning is uh, uh, respond to a couple of people who have asked about a love gift, and we are in the process of collecting a love gift for Pastor and Jeannie, and we'll do that next Sunday morning. When Helen speaks next Sunday morning, we'll do that next Sunday morning. Uh, the significance of Helen speaking next week is uh, she spoke the first Sunday, and uh, she'll speak the last Sunday, so that's exciting to me. Thank you, Helen. Uh, but if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to do something for David and Jeannie, we are in the midst of collecting that. So uh, you you uh, participate uh, uh, by check or by visit to the office. We'll come get a check at your house, whatever you'd like us to do. Um, and the final thing that I get to do before David Beasley comes uh, is I get to talk to the pastor. I just get to do it from up here. Um, and the pastor's never quite sure what I'm going to say to him. Although I think by now he knows my heart. Um, so, Pastor, uh, there are a lot of things I could say to you this morning on a day that we're celebrating you. Uh, we've got quite a number of thank you notes uh, from people who will help us celebrate you. But for me, to you, um, I could talk to you as Pastor. I could talk to you as David Shivers, both of whom I've known, uh, one longer than the other. Uh, I could talk to you as Jeannie's husband, uh, but I'd rather talk to you as Papa. There are a lot of things that you do well, helping us as a church, and I'll talk about a couple of these in conference today, but helping us as a church think through things, you do well. Um, helping us... Um, with our with opportunities and problems, you help us do well. Funerals, you do well. But I think pop pop is your best 
effort. And you will know what I'm talking about. Others may not, and I'm happy to explain to you later, but this is between us now. Um, you've taken what wasn't your own and made her your own. And I'm forever grateful for that. Because sometimes, when a grandparent picks up a grandchild, that isn't the case. But you and Jeannie, as Pop-Pop and Gigi, have been kind to one that, a little one that we love dearly and desperately. And you've treated her as your own. You've treated my son as your own. You've treated your family well, and that's no surprise to anybody. But I think pop-pop is what you do best because your love is endless and boundless and gracious. And I can't thank you enough for that kindness to us and to her. So thank you. David? I think he felt the exact same way. 
his father was such a big influence on my life. I uh, probably mentioned it before, but this first row right here, my father traveled a good bit on the weekends. My mother sang in the choir, and I would wake up right here on the first row right here, looking up at Preacher Shivers, sitting right here. He was such a big influence in my life. His family welcomed me in their home as one of their own, and I'm just so gracious that I've been able to spend so much time with David growing up, whether you're spending the night or just doing so many things. But, um, but I really feel it was divinely inspired David for me, personally, it meant so much to my life. It allowed me an opportunity one, to get back involved with the church. Um, without David having come here, um, I don't know that I wouldn't be the person I am today or be able to heal or share in some of the joys that I've gone through that are so important in our lives. Uh, David married my daughter, which was, which was a very special thing for us. He was here when my son passed away and gave us, gave us strength to in hope and, and love that the only way we, my wife and I and our family were able to survive, I believe. Um, he has meant so much to me throughout my whole life. And I know when he first came here, uh, when he talked about prayer, it really helped my spiritual life to be able to learn how to pray. I mean, gosh, I think we all know how to pray. I think he taught me. I think that was the first few sermons he had. And it, and it was very special. And also on uh, homecoming one year, First or second year, he had a, a message on the butterfly effect. And that has stuck with me from that day. Um, and uh, I think, although he was telling us the influence that we've had, we have on people every day and every day walk, you can't imagine the influence you've had on so many people. In so many churches, the hundreds of thousands of people that, that you've influenced. Um, I joke about, much like a, a joked about earlier in regards to he only works a day and a half, but he works 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as well as two. And they're there for anybody's beck and call. And the number of lives they've affected, the the help with intimate things that they've been able to help support people's lives, and the fact that they've been able to bring so many to Jesus, it's it's just it's just amazing. And I'm just again so very grateful. Uh, that, that our paths crossed again on, on a local basis. I'm, I'm really glad that you will be continuing to be local. But, uh, but I know um, that the Lord, I think in Matthew, the Lord, and I know his, his mom and dad and Mary and Charlie, and, as well as his in-laws, can look down today and say, well done, good and faithful sir. And as a friend, I can say, uh, uh, well done, my good and faithful friend. Love you so much. Thank you very much. follow up on a couple things that David Beasley said. It's true that David Shivers used to walk around here and juggle ping pong balls in his mouth. I saw it many times and I'm just disappointed he never did it for us as our pastor. Uh, it's also true that the butter yeah there's still time. You have a week to practice. Uh, the butterfly sermon is absolutely the best sermon I've ever heard. I don't know if we have the technology to uh, steer y'all to the internet and see if you can find it. Uh, well, I'll have to check with people that are smarter than me on those matters, but if you can find that butterfly sermon, it's worth taking the time to watch and listen. 
Uh, one thing David Beasley was wrong about, we won that tennis match, and you know it, and David Shivers, you know it. We won that match. Uh, anyway, we have a gift for you, David, from your First Baptist Church of Sandy Springs family. It's just a small token of our appreciation for what your ministry and your friendship has meant to each of us. And we hope that uh, this will always remind you of fond times here. Church is our pastor. And we love you and we're going to miss you. Most of you know I grew up in this church. The pastor here was like a father to me. 
He was pastor here from 1958 until 1980. He retired 40 years ago. And so I'll retire 40 years after that. Some of the most important moments in my life happened in this room. Uh, I was sitting in this area right here when I responded to an altar call. I was baptized right up here behind me. My mother's funeral was in this room, and I remember sitting right over here somewhere with the family back close to 50 years ago. A memorial service for my father was held in here. His funeral was in Mississippi where he lived at the time, and then there was a memorial service here in the fall of 1983. I performed my daughter's wedding right here in this room a few years back. And it seems like day before yesterday when I graduated from kindergarten right across the street at the old stone church. Maybe this time of year, 1965. I've told you the story before, but it goes along with what's going on here about my journey. Graduating high school, lining all the seniors up, and dad with a microphone going, tell us who you are, where you're going to school, or what you're going to do with your life. It was 1977, and I think Dad lined all the kids up because he wanted to know what I was going to do. So just so he could ask me, he asked all the kids in church. Because uh, I, I didn't know, I had no clue. Uh, I, for a graduation gift, I got I received luggage and an alarm clock. Is that not a hint? I don't know what it is. Get up, get out. Basically, is what I was given. And so when Dad got to me, and, and all my friends, I'm so-and-so, I'm going to Georgia Tech, I'm so-and-so, I'm going to Georgia, I'm so-and-so, I'm going to him, wh wherever they're going. And I literally said, and I promise this is true, I'm David Shivers and I'm going somewhere sometimes. It's all I know. That's all I could say. And I think my dad wanted more from me that day, but that's all I could give him. Since standing here going somewhere sometimes, there have been lots of twists and turns. I ended up at Mississippi State for college because of a twist and a turn in my life leading me there, and we'll talk about that next time. While there I was called to ministry, I went to be a lawyer. While there I met my bride. Too many people surprised. I pastored my first church there. Our son was born. We moved off to seminary in Kentucky. The reason being is that influence in Mississippi. More of a butterfly effect of next week. While there, I pastored a church in Indiana. Because of the connection my wife had, her work. Our daughter was born. And then back to Mississippi. And then back to Indiana. And then back home in 2013. Lots of twisted turn, turns, and I've put it in high gear to get to this point. I learned across the street and in our home with Christian parents and in this building that if all I ever knew was I'm going somewhere sometimes, that I could trust God to go along with me. If you don't know anything, don't know where you're going, don't know what you're doing, don't know what life is about to hold. 
as long as you know God is going to be with you, you're going to be okay. And he has. He has been with me and taken me places I never thought I would go and led me to do things I never thought I would do and blessed me beyond any blessings I could imagine I could receive. The Bible is filled with stories of God reassuring his people that he would be with them. I'm going to be with you. Let's look. To Isaac in Genesis 26.3. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give these lands and I'll perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. To Jacob in 28.15 of Genesis. Behold I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I've done what I've spoken. Again to Jacob in Genesis 31, 3. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your family, and I'll be with you. To Moses in Exodus 3. I will certainly be with you. This shall be a sign that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. To Joshua in Joshua 1, 5. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'll not leave you or forsake you. Again to Joshua in chapter 3. The Lord said to Joshua, This day I'll begin to exalt you in the sight of Israel. They may know that as I was with Moses, I will be with you. To Gideon in Judges chapter 6, one of my favorite stories. The Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. The book of 1 Kings to Jeroboam, we find the same words. Then it shall be, if you heed all that I command you, walk in my ways and do what is right in my sight to keep my statutes and my commandments as my servant David did, then I will be with you and build for you an enduring house that I built for David and will give Israel to you. God to his people Israel in Isaiah 43. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames the book of Jeremiah, there are at least five that I can find references of God saying, I will be with you. And that's just the Old Testament. To the New Testament, there's story after story after story God being with his people. It's interesting to me how Matthew ends his gospel, Jesus speaking to disciples, and you could quote these words likely, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. From Genesis through Malachi, from Matthew, through Revelation, God sounds like a broken record. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. Why? I think it's to convince us it would be so hard-headed that he is always there. And that's exactly what we need to know if we know nothing else, because twists and turns come. And in retrospect, maybe that is one of the great lessons of the Christmas Joseph and Mary's life, and even Jesus' at the time, wasn't just as smooth as they anticipated. There were twists and there were turns. In the Gospel of Matthew, as part of the Christmas story again, we see these familiar words in chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man 
did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to her, to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child with her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She'll have a son, and you are the name of Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she'll give birth to a son, they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. Socially distancing, look at your neighbor and say, God is with us. Forgive the English, but ain't that the truth? God is with us through every valley and over every mountain, through every dark moment and through all of the celebrations that we have. God is with us. I suppose that's what I've been trying to tell people for 39 years in the ministry, from Mississippi to Indiana to Georgia. God is with us. And when I know that God is with me, I'm a way improved version of what I could be. Because I want to please Him and follow Him. Over the years, I've seen people who have failed to remember that God is with them. You've seen them, but the evening news is filled with them. It's hard to watch. But in my life, I've been changed by people who know that God is with them and have lived in the light of that truth. People like H.B. Dre, who went to heaven about a year ago, had such joy in his life. At Fentress Baptist Church, I think of Thayman Henson. He would be shocked he's in heaven. He'd be shocked I mentioned him, but I remember for his 80th birthday, he wanted a big print study Bible. And that impressed him. And the first chairman of the deacons there, the only chairman of the deacons there when I was there was a man named J.P. Coleman, who was a governor of Mississippi and a federal judge and the head of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, who was a very powerful man. And I remember his kindness to me, my first church ever as a pastor. And there's so many names like Stanley and Maxine that I ought to mention. People from Fitness are watching. Joe Loggins in Aberdeen, Mississippi became my mother second, third, fourth, fifth. I've had a lot of others. She took care of Jeannie and I. She's in heaven now. But she lived as if God was always with her through some difficult times. In Indiana, my friends from Indiana are likely watching. Everyone in the church knew that my favorite church member was my wife, my kids, and after that, it's Leota Conover, hands down. Nobody ever came in second close to her. Leota is a wonderful servant who lived her life serving other people and was always there at the drop of a hat. God is with her and I've seen him with all the people like her. People like Benny and Dee Dee Graves in Mississippi. Dee Dee sent a note of encouragement even this morning. And the Graves family represents generations of people that follow Christ and when you love your family and teach them well, it just continues for generations. They live as if God is always with them, and I've always loved that about them. When our daughter Ellen was little, and their daughter Claire was little, Ellen wanted to go to Claire's house to play, but we didn't know many and needy at the time. They had to research us and, and get the detectives out on us to see if we were good enough to have their daughter 
They were protecting their daughter. Claire and Ellen both are perfect to their daughters. People like you. People like you that have lived in such a way to show me that God is with you. Thank you for that. To all of you for your example. And so thank you for letting me join with you and uh, reminding you that God is with us. Let's pray again. Lord, time flies. And thank you for being with us every step of the way, even at times when we didn't know it. Father, thank you for the people that you have put in my path to show me that you are with them. I've mentioned a few, and there are so many so many in this room, so many watching online. So, Father, thank you. Most of all, Father, thank you for sending Jesus to be with us, for the Holy Spirit to sustain us and encourage us along our journey. And, Father, help us do our best to let this world know that you are there in these times they need that message. So, Father, thank you for always being with us. Amen. And a benediction before we let you go to remind you to stay for the church conference, those of you that stay. May God the Father prepare you for the journey. May God the Son guide your footsteps. May God the Holy Spirit watch over you on every road that you may follow. God bless you.